Yo, 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 welcome back to the ba- uh, Backyard Basketball Podcast. Play, by the Ordinary Podcasting Network. I just about forgot what show this was. I was going to say the Pit Stop Podcast. That's the other one. Welcome you should back. check out that podcast, though. That's a good one. Did you watch some of that F1 race? Well, yeah, if, you ha- if anybody hasn't, they should check it out. A lot of controversy. I have a lot of thoughts. You're not going to hear it on that podcast, Plug to start off the NBA Backyard Basketball Podcast. Let's go. It's a big night tonight, dude. It's a really big night. Why is it a big night, Steph Curry? Well, I guess when people hear this podcast, it'll already have happened. But well, yeah. well I hear Steve Curry's going to uh, sit him. He's going to rest him. He's going to bench him. Oh, for the whole, <laughs> the, whole the whole game. game. Yeah. What a big slap in the face to like all the crowds that come like last minute. Like his own father is flying out to Madison Square Garden. This is happening in New York, by the way. But he's flying him out to Madison Square Garden. Kerr was just kidding. He he won't bench him. He'll get it in like the first two shots. I was thinking to myself how awesome it would be if they just kind of heaved one up. If if they got the first tip off. And nobody ran up the court and Curry just threw one up just to tie Yeah, it. just a halfie. Oh, my God. Yeah. The garden would be wrecked. It would be. It you know what's be, crazy about New York is, is uh, Steph really wanted to get drafted to New York. That was the, that was the, That's the, right. the theory. And, and, you know, you could kind of see his expression as teams were passing him by. And, and he was kind of like, okay, this could happen. And there was a lot of talk about New York. And then he goes to Golden State and he becomes one of the greatest of all time, if not, and soon to be the best shooter of all the, time. The best shooter of all time. Because he will have, so for everyone in the audience who, who isn't aware, I had to look these numbers up. So your top three three-point shooters of all time. So third, you got Reggie Miller, right? Who was up there for oh a while. And he has uh, 2,563 pointers. So Steph Curry right now is at 2,972 threes. And Ray Allen, one of, one of my personal faves, but I'm also very bittersweet about Ray Allen. Um, he's at 2,973. So one more three will tie it with Ray Allen. And then two threes here tonight is going to make him number one three-point uh, field goal leader of all time. And That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I- and he played 18 seasons, Ray Allen did. And what's Curry right. on? Curry was That's drafted right. in 09, 08. Was it 08? It was you know uh, 09. 09, there you go. It was 09. He was the, uh, yeah, he was the seventh overall pick. And mm-hmm. Minnesota had one opportunity to get him and chose not to. Went with uh, Ricky Rubio instead. But you know what? Hey, Great it's pack. okay. They've got a back-to-back pick. And no, they chose Michael Flynn, who doesn't play in the league anymore. Um, so well, they, they were worried about Steph because of his ankles. Remember? They thought they thought he had weak ankles. That isn't that crazy? Just, and, and, and all he had to do was just go and show that he could break ankles instead. Yeah, break other people's ankles. And also break break the stats, which like yeah, like you said, he's only like how many ever see you know seasons in, he's only thirty one years old, so he's still got like what, you know, 
Oh man. The, I mean, he's also like rarely been injured. I mean, he's had yeah. a few in the last couple of years where, where things are, but nothing severe, no major surgeries. How I'm trying to think how old was Reggie Miller when he retired? Like 36. Well, so that's uh, cause he was drafted in 87. So that's 18 years. That's the same as Ray Allen. Dude, He was like 40. He would have been like 40. Cause if he was, he was born in 65 and he, and he left the league in 2005. Wow. So, I mean, I don't know if Steph could play to 40, but like, I think he could <laughs> play to late thirties. No problem. I don't know. Maybe like, it's crazy to think with the stats and the, you know, um, just the technology involved in health uh, of these players. Like, I mean, it's just, you see the best of the best usually when it comes to these athletes, which is really cool. Like to see how the innovation is happening, but these players are bre- breaking, you know, what the old expectation was the old guard left and right and all sorts of different leagues all the time these days. Oh yeah. You want this, you want the game to evolve and you want mm-hmm. the, the records to be broken. There's some really high records that, yeah, I don't know if we'll ever see touched, you know, a hundred points in a game. Uh, there's, there's some that I, I don't just think don't so. think that we'll ever see happen because it's evolved away from that kind of a thing. Uh, yeah. But I do feel like it's harder for players to play that as long um just because yeah because the style of the game it's faster more physical um you just there you know now we're a little bit more prone to injury so they got to take the care of themselves uh in a a different way i see steph curry following the footsteps of another great basketball player oh yeah yeah. and and i foresee him probably not ending his career as soon as this play this person did but I foresee Steph Curry ending up playing professional golf <laughs> and succeeding like J.R. Smith is. Uh, he just posted a 4.0 uh, GPA. I'm very proud of this guy. This that is a guy a be- who ran through that the was a beautiful segue, shirtless. <laughs> that was a beautiful segue. Yeah, going to fight. It wasn't New Orleans. It was going to fight somewhere. He's committed. He's grinding. I don't know who he paid to do his homework, but. Oh, get out of here. He worked for him. Good for him. him. But dude, the guy (laughs) joined like, uh, uh, was it back in October? I think he joined his first like golf tournament as well too. And he's like part of like whatever the team is at that university. I mean, the guy, yeah, That's he's good. Making some amazing cool. accomplishments. It's just, yeah, I'm, it's just I'm glad you brought him it's up. It's a little man. odd, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad you brought some him up. Golf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Him and, but you know what's kind of funny? I mean, a lot of these sharp, sharp shooter guys, it's <laughs> yeah. that hand-eye coordination. I think it just, yeah, you know, yeah. maybe it translates to, to golf. It, it'll be really interesting, not only to see what Steph does for the rest of his career here, what does this number end at? Because this is going to be a number mm-hmm. that I don't think is going to be assailable for a very, very long time. Well, if the Warriors um, keep playing the way they are this year, I mean, oh, yeah. that's, this is the crazy thing. Steph Curry had an off night where well, he made they, five of 15 from three and yeah. still poured in 26 to beat the Indiana Pacers who are a dismal team, but we're leading the entire game. Yep. And still, still to be and, only, any city of the jitters too. Right. Like, which I believe them. The jitters. Well, the how pressure have, of all the, how can Steph yeah, Curry the, have the, the jitters media. after how many championships have C1? He lives in golden spe- state. Dude, because it's this is a special moment. This is like I think for Steph, and you can see it. Like, if anyone wants to look, um, there's a photo 
on Instagram or whatnot. You can find it online. Before this game, Steph's sitting down and he's got the jerseys of Ray Allen and Reggie Miller behind him. I like this really means it's one of those like special. You think he puts just there? him too? I don't know. Somebody well, else maybe put him there. Maybe it was his dad. Maybe his dad put him there. That'd be really special. Yeah. But I think you know because this is like it's just Steph. You know, like Steph has had these accomplishments with Golden State and he really cares about the team and the success. And it was a team effort. But this is a moment that's just Steph alone. And it's only his alone to step onto. And so it's like, wow. Well, Clay kind of got out of the way, not willingly, but it was the Splash Brothers, right? They they couldn't have done it without each other to be the two best shooters in the league. They push each other. And now for Steph to continue to be his dominant for two years now without clay thompson uh let alone like the injuries he's had to go through recently too yeah you're like it's 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 admirable uh you love the guy he's just got such a uh infectious charisma about him you know like it's just it's hard not to like him he's and you know it's interesting too like i see people have discussions about this you know, when you look at kind of the face of the league, you know, you get, I feel like this triad of some people think, well, LeBron James still holds the crown of the face of the NBA um, because of his dominant play. Or you get some people say, well, Kevin Durant, he's the best player. You even get a small group saying, well, what about Giannis Antetokounmpo? He just won the championship last. I also have a huge pool that say Steph Curry could potentially is, or is kind of stepping into the face of the NBA. And it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to see, like, you know, that was one argument they always say about MJ was like the competition around them. And a lot of people would say like, no, when you look at those series, when you watch the last dance, you see like, I mean, you know, how some of those players he had to play against Gary Payton, you know, Carl Malone, you know, at his peak moment, like it was tough competition. Absolutely. But it's always that argument is like, was that competition softer than what we see right now? Even like LeBron James in this moment with all of this crazy talent and skill. Yeah, man. I don't know. It's not just LeBron though. It's KD. It's it's. Yeah. I mean, I want to say Harden, but right now it's, it's you know Giannis. He's or, or... Yeah. James Harden's fourth right now on the three point. By the way, so him he's at two thousand five hundred and nine. So he right now needs something like what forty, uh, fifty one. He needs fifty one more three pointers, which he could probably get this season. Not this season. No. Not James Maybe. Harden, not this Maybe season, not. and not with the Nets. I'll tell you why in a little bit. <laughs> but you know, I liked what uh, I liked what they said about uh, Del Curry had a comment about how um, you know he never thought that this would happen. He had high expectations, but not his wildest dreams. Did he think that this kind of a thing would happen? That's you know, and for a guy who was a very good shooter in his time as well, uh, that's some high high. It's just high praise and respectful. <laughs> and they compared it when I saw this, when I saw this, they compared it to what LeVar Ball said about um, if, if ever, you know, LaMelo ever asked for any advice from MJ uh, and LeVar's like, what would he ask? What, what would he, what would he say? You know, uh, MJ hasn't won a championship in how long? <laughs> I'm like, no, dude, no, no, LeVar. I mean, I get that's your shtick. But <laughs> you can't disrespect the GOAT, man. You can't do it. That's just something you can't do. And, and furthermore, you can't disrespect your son's boss. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. 
I'm sure Lamella is just like, oh my god, that. Oh, and like, you know, anytime he has talks with Jordan, he's like, man, I just, he's probably, I just think you're the coolest. Like, when can we smoke a cigar together, dude? He's like, pro- in yeah, the off probably season. just cowers. But I'm sure there's good praise because you know that Charlotte team, you know, is playing playing, playing pretty well, pretty pretty good, man. Yeah. I wanted to bring up uh, this interesting thing I heard last week. Uh, it was like a podcast I was listening to and it was like a pod that was like more kind of doing like a deep dive. Um, it's something new that they start on the ringer. Kevin O'Connor has, it's called like uh-huh. into the void, I think. And he brought these guys on who are like, you know, they have their own podcast and whatnot. I apologize. I forget the name off the top of my head, but they like are from Arizona and they focus on the Phoenix suns. And there was one thing that they said in that whole pod when i was listening to it that one got me not only fascinated about seeing where the phoenix suns are right now in the league and kind of the growth that they've had recently but also like a compelling argument to you know some reflection of success that we're seeing in the nba so far of certain teams like i think there's i mean some obvious element of pattern but i also think there's something you know a bit interesting here so what do you mean the one thing that they well the one thing they talked about was pace so Mm -hmm. And Chris and Chris Paul, I guess, typically has always really liked to play with a very slow pace. Pretty oh, much yeah. his whole time in Houston, it was very slow. They said the last time that this season, so it wasn't even last season, but this season, the last time Chris Paul has played at this fast of pace, which Phoenix Suns right now this season are, are third. They're the third team over on the league in pace. Um, so How the do they measure four, that? I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. It's Points more of an advanced stat metric but yeah it's something maybe to do conversion ultimately it means you're playing really fast right um you know and you're it's a lot of transition a lot of the ball you know probably moving scoring in transition just playing very quickly and and we always know that like you know some teams are going to play with high pace in the regular season i feel like because it's the regular season some guys play a bit more lax there's it's a bit more fast paced once it gets to the playoff the defense locks in the game slows down right you a team you know, if you can play well with pace, great. But once you get to the playoffs, how do you do in the half court? If you can't do well in the half court, you're not going to succeed in the playoffs. That's, you know, my opinion. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's really cool. Like they said that last time Chris Paul, it was like, I don't know, maybe his first couple seasons that he was on the Clippers that he played. Remember Lob City, right? Yep. Oh, that was yeah. the last time he played with that kind of fast of pace. And they think it really is a huge attribute looking at this pace for this team that kind of dominates the success it's having in the league. Now, like I said, obviously they're playing faster, maybe some other teams, and they're just kind of like, if they have faster pace, they're winning. You're converting more, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, more actions per minute. Another way I like to, you could say it, but. Um, the- I think also what's around them, you know, the way that the Phoenix system is set up, it really you know, it, it thrives on, on that fast break. Um, there's some, yeah, you know, you know high flying rebounders that, uh, definitely, definitely help Chris Paul's game. And he doesn't seem to be slowing down at all. No, no, not at all. It's crazy. Yeah. Continuing to adapt. And they were talking about like, um, with uh, DeAndre eight and then the unique position about him too, which you, I think you see some semblance of this also within the golden state warriors and it attributes to their success on the defensive end M and Draymond and the respect. And you know what? I'll actually I'll get to this in a little bit, but there's another player I think of that maybe in this kind of system would really flourish. Um, 
But those two guys, so for example, with Phoenix and Aiton, the way that he can kind of hold the paint and be very flexible because he can move so quickly, uh, a Mobley can do this as well too from Cleveland, that he can kind of take over any position. By doing so, that allows the team then with all your wings to be a bit more risky and like reaching for deflections, yeah. making more aggressive defensive plays. And by doing so, then, then you get all those opportunities of pace, of points in transition. And I think because eight in success to be able to anchor down the defense in that regard and they can play in that style, they're just overwhelming teams. And I think even when you get into the playoffs and sure it's going to go more in the half court still in that type of way, you're going to be able to like get kind of some wounds here or there throughout a game where I feel like, you know, I always feel, I always remember this watching LeBron and, and D Wade on Miami heat those seasons when they won those championships and we get into the playoffs and it was like, they had incredible, you know, their defense was incredible. They could play well in the half court, but their defense was so good that they were getting like still crazy pace transition points in like these playoff games and like games five, six, and seven in series. And it's like, you're not going to win. Yeah, you're no. not going to free. You're not going to win the NBA championship. There's no way if, if you can't stop a team from doing stuff like that, like relatively easy. And I think this Phoenix team can do it. I think Golden State team can do it. I think, you know, Cleveland's doing really well. Maybe that attributes also to some of that success. There's a formula here, man. Okay. So, but could you imagine uh, DeAndre Ayton with the spit and the fire that Kevin Garnett had? Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be nuts. That'd be nuts. Oh, my goodness. He seems like a very nice guy. <laughs> he's a very nice guy. And he looks like an old man. And he's what, 21? <laughs> he looks 20, like yeah, an old man. Uh, it, which is, but a friendly one. I mean, I guess most old men are friendly. Well, so uh, that's debatable. But the 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 fact that he's uh, he kind of looks like George Carl. Uh, no, not not George Carl. Um, who who was the uh, who was the big on Utah? Carl uh, Malone. Carl Malone. That's who yeah. I'm thinking of. This yeah, this is this is who DeAndre Ayton reminds me of. Uh, just a big dominant guy. What if DeAndre Ayton was with the Cleveland Cavaliers? Well, I don't think – I think they already got that guy. In, in well, this is my thing. point. This is, this is exactly my point. I'm segue to Cleveland. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, yeah. uh, Laurie Markkinen, yeah. Taco Fall. Can, can, do we have to be – is it like a, you can only – you have to be this height to ride this, this – uh, To ride this hype train of winning? To ride this team, um, they're sitting fourth in the East. Yeah, they, they've been playing really well. If I look at, I want to see their schedule. Look at their previous games here. Five. They've been on a crazy. They've been on like an eight, eight and two win streak. So looking at their previous games, they've beaten the Heat, the Kings, the Timberwolves, the Bulls, the Bucks, or no, the Bucks beat them. Um, yeah. the Wizards, the Heat, they beat the Mavericks, the Magic. Okay, so yeah, pretty much like all it's crazy. The only teams that they've been really hit, like the upper echelon, the Nets, the Suns, the Warriors, the Bucks, you know, the Jazz beat them. So I mean, these are some really tough teams. Yeah. But the fact they beat the Bulls, you know, and how like this team's really competitive. And I think for like how early on in their like, you know, um rebuild mode, they're pretty far ahead. Like yeah. Great. I and this is another team now. I'm really starting to think because of its success. And we're looking at, you know, this trade happening in February, this trade deadline. 
I got this weird eerie feeling, man, that I feel like there's going to be a lot of action this season. In just, the in tra- what with trades or just leading up to of- the leading yeah. up to the trade deadline. I mean, I, yeah, like I just there's so many teams itching: the Sixers, Portland, Pacers, the Mavericks. Talking with Kristaps Porzingis recently. Well, um, yeah. So this this is the fun Cleveland. thing with the Cavs. The Cavs, you know, the Hornets. They're in a really great spot because the expectations are this high right now. So to be able to find the success with the young raw talent that they have right now, it's going to work. It's they're going to win games, which they are. We're seeing them on a a four game win streak, but then, you know, like you said, it's the championship contenders that they don't really have what it takes. And it's not about scoring necessarily. It's about a full 60 minutes of basketball. Um, So until they, until they get, and this could be the thing that really, like you said, with the interesting trade deadline this year, they could say, okay, let's, let's try it now. And they, they could, you know, make a swing for a Bradley Beal or a Ben Simmons or a, or a, or a, to really kind of put focus on how this thing is going to work out. If I, they I'm don't, really, though, if they don't, that's yeah. okay too. That's okay. I'm really looking at Sacramento. And I think the Pacers. You're always looking at those teams. What Sac- is this Sac- last week? Sac- I think Sacramento, the Pacers, <laughs> and the Cleveland Cavaliers. There's a formula with those three teams that I honestly think all three of those teams could like jostle some things around, kind of equally have some success. I don't know if you've seen this, dude, but you know, recently after that that Kings Raptors game where the Raptors were leading by like 70 points or something in the first half, I read. Yeah the Kings had a player only meeting after that game, which I get it. I mean, like, you know, they're like, we got to figure our shit out, but there's so much dysfunction happening there. They fired their head coach. There's a lot of potential pieces. Like you could, you know, I don't know, maybe De'Aaron Fox, maybe they're willing to part ways or Halliburton could be an amazing player for, I just don't think that they're going to, they're, they're kind of in this same but he healed. Well, they're too. not. They're not winning right now. So I can't say they're in the same position as Cleveland. But they are when it comes to rebuilding. Um, and and Tyrese Halliburton is a cornerstone. De'Aaron Fox is a cornerstone. Those aren't guys that you just go and throw Davey, around. Davian Mitchell's a cornerstone too, right? You got you got three you got three core pieces. But Davey can you keep Mitchell, all three, man. or do you do two of three? Right. And then, so, so you're like Cleveland's like okay we're a bit too big with our 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 big man and Sacramento's like we've got way too many guards just let's have a little you know royal uh, shake around here <laughs> I don't think that's what you call it but some sort of you know we'll just do a switcheroo I think um, I know I know they've always talked about wanting to trade Colin Sexton. So I don't know how well he's kind of been doing this season so far, but like, you know, I think the season prior, there was definitely a regression Um, right now. So far this year, he's 16 points per game. It looks like Darius Garland's rocking an 18.9 points per game. I really like Darius Garland. I think, you know, with Jared Allen, Mobley, Darius Garland, and maybe you could ship Colin Sexton with a couple of your other bigs and get another piece in there with those three guys. Like that's really something. Yeah, I I like this. I like this Cleveland team. Man. That's sweet. <laughs> well, you said this is the bright future Cavs, man. Yeah, man. You said that they. You said that they beat the Bulls. Yeah. 
I'm here to tell you right about now that anybody and anything can beat the Bulls. <laughs> oh, wow. These are some harsh words coming from guy who's been really rooting for the Bulls this year. Why? What's going on? Ten of their players are in health and safety protocol. They're not even getting a chance to play. This is this is like kind of the first big, like, uh-oh, you know, uh, like COVID uh, thing for the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, well, in the city of Chicago, the, it, their their safe uh, health and safety department were the ones that said, you know pulled the plug on the games because I think the NBA was intending to, to try to go on with a a misfit group of players. Uh, so they canceled the game Tuesday and they canceled uh, the upcoming game at the Raptors on Thursday. The Raptors also have their own COVID uh, issues. Masai testing positive. Jack and uh, uh, Matt Devlin are also in, in protocol, just being in close contact. So they can't even was, call the games. Wasn't, wasn't Van Vliet in protocol? I don't Am think I I've just heard Van Vliet. No, Van Vliet was in the news, though, recently for announcing a new scholarship in partnership with the University of Toronto for, uh, for a basketball scholarship uh, of a, a Black there Indigenous player. But I don't That's think right. he's in COVID protocol. That's right. Um, That's crazy, man. I mean, yeah, have all those guys and yeah, you know. It's, are we going to see more postponements? Maybe. I don't I know. I would hope. Not. I would hope not. Uh, but you can't rule it out. Um, what a what a terrible like position to be in, sitting second in the East. That kind of excitement sure. and confidence for a team that hasn't been there for a little while, and now to, like ten guys, man, that's two lines. Yeah, and and not only are you think well, whatever for the games and the scheduling, like because they'll find a way to sort that out. But you got to think about these players and what their health and how they're going to be feeling coming back onto the court. That's and there's exactly always it. been, you know, uh, some relative consistency of fatigue, exhaustion. And this is one of the highest cardio sports out there. Um, you're constantly running. So I'm sure, you know, if you can't, I, I couldn't imagine having that, you know, this disease and then having to go back out into a court and, and run for, you know yeah 30 some minutes yeah um so it's gonna be it's brutal man it's brutal for chicago it's really unfortunate they're second right now in the east you know maybe what you pitch for reality you just try to hold on for dear life until the new year so you can recuperate and maybe you're this middle high middle of the pack team going into the playoffs which yeah. maybe wouldn't be such a bad thing you know yeah so long as they get there you know i think that that's the expectation They'll, they'll be a playoff team for sure. Yeah. I, I don't think that that wouldn't be out of the question. I mean, garnering like, you know, how some of these teams in the East too, like New York's just been, the Knicks have been such a, you know, like what, what are they? And I, even my Celtics, you know, I feel like kind of, I, I just, I, I feel there's, um there's, you know, winds blowing in the trees. <laughs> That's the way I would Somewhere. describe what's happening in, okay. in, boston right now dude there's well, this, this wind shaky start blowing in the trees and it's new I, it's a new system new personnel but, yeah well new personnel and i think guys kind of more stepping into their own and being like you know i don't know maybe i should be the number one right 
You know, I'm just Let's a little worried it. about that, Let's man. Let's see it. I'm a little, well, I'm just a little, you know, what Bring if it. what if one day Brown's like, I can't play with Tatum anymore. Tatum's like, I can't play with Jalen Brown anymore. And that will, there will come a day. Where... And we haven't even moved Marcus Smart yet. And that, and that news comes out. And I'm just going to be like freaking my hands on my head, man. Uh-huh. Like, what, what if they got somebody else that you would actually be thrilled to see on your ben- team? <laughs> I would not want to trade Jalen Brown for Ben Simmons, but if there was no, some way he made it this long, I'm not having to trade anything. Ding, ding, ding. How long was that? 30 minutes. He made it 30 minutes yeah. without yeah, talking about Ben Simmons. Well, seeing well, as how we're you, talking about guys we don't like, <laughs> some, I'll oh, somebody, oh, great segue. I'll great tell you somebody segue. else who's really excited to play during the time of uh, COVID. Uh, that's that? a one, Kyrie Irving. Who, why, why, why is he excited? Can you please why is he first? Uh, what first? How do we know he's excited to play? Can can you let the? Because he has, well, he hasn't played all season. He yeah. he definitely, um, you know, we haven't heard from him. Well, he's been contacted by probably every single player on the Nets. Um, and today on, what was it, Instagram or something? Insta, he posts yeah. uh, a, a, a short video of him tying lacing up his basketball shoes uh which really just means he's hanging out in the basketball gym playing basketball <laughs> guy's a basketball player he wants to play dude so what do you think it, the concession has been an article just, an article just came out there were internal discussions how how internal discussions could these be if they're being posted all over the web I don't know, not very internal, but there were discussions of Kyrie Irving for Kristaps Porzingis. And Durant was like, yo, they're going to trade your ass to, to Dallas. Get your fucking shoes on and get back here. We're first in the East right now. We need you. Let's go win a championship. And, and Kyrie's like, oh my God, oh my God, they're actually going to do it. They're, they're think, actually they're actually going to trade so, me. Oh, oh my god, they're they're actually going to do something and call my bluff, and fuck. So he's he's going to concede and fucking get the shots or whatever. I don't think he is. Let's get on with it, dude. Well, he's going to do like a fake. A do you fake have to be? Do you have to be vaccinated in the state of Texas? Not in Texas, no. So you're gonna, you're saying he's getting traded to Dallas. Dallas or Chicago. I don't think you have to be vaccinated. Well, I think that, but the league itself has a mandate, right? I believe. Well, but no, some cities, it doesn't mandate. So like some players, you know, just don't that, play that city. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're seeing it in the NHL right now. Yep. And I think if, if he wants to play basketball and he's as stubborn as he seems to be, uh, <laughs> he will end up in Texas, man. And it's, and it's frustrating because I don't think that that's a good place for, for that team. Kyrie and Luca. Oh God. Oh God. No, 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 no. But maybe Houston. There you go. There you go. Send send me Houston. Kyrie and Jalen Green. No, Houston wouldn't want that either. No, they They wouldn't. They wouldn't want that. Okay. See, well, um okay so you would be like hey, okay listen here i've got a really good trade for you really 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 good deal okay so what you're gonna do is you're gonna give us Kyrie irving 
Okay. You're also going to give us three first round picks and we will give you one of our bench players. <laughs> and I bet you Brooklyn pulls the trigger. <laughs> and no, 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 not Brooklyn. Kevin Durant pulls the trigger. <laughs> he, he says it live here. This is the first place you heard it, folks. OKC right will be up Kyrie Irving and three first future firsts. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get those from Brooklyn, but uh, you heard it here first. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to give them a they're going to give them Alexi Pokushevsky for Kyrie Irving. That's he's what playing all right. Yeah, he's, he's, okay. for, uh, he's seven for feet, <laughs> you know, so you got that. So, uh, but what are the chances he plays for the Nets? Is there any chance that he got the, va- the vaccine? Uh, he's going to get the shot. I think he's going to come back and play. Uh, you know, he said too, right? It wasn't the issue about getting it or whatever. It was about standing up for the, what do you say? Like unvoiced or wh- whatever it was. Um, yeah, he, he'll play. It's, it's happening. You know, these are just his little subtle ways of kind of telling us. Uh, exactly when maybe within a month i just i'm just so tired man i'm just so tired of this semantics with Kyrie irving or ben simmons with Kyrie irving (laughs) with Kyrie, with ben simmons like i said ben simmons look at deandre ayton look at uh our our guy (laughs) (laughs) they're all our guy on green Uh our guy i i i love Draymond green okay yeah yeah he is you know, look at those guys. That's the team. You need to be on a team where you can play that role and the team can play that way. And that's the formula to succeed in the NBA today. And you'll be a top team and actually have a striking chance for an NBA championship. That's how. That's how. And what team that is, I, man, I don't know. But there's some like, like there's some like there's something brewing. There's something brewing. There's wind in the trees all over in these cities. <laughs> Portland, Philadelphia, Indiana, Dallas, Sacramento, uh, maybe maybe even Chicago. There's going to be some more. Um, man, I think you know what? Because also too this upcoming off season, I don't think there's a lot of movement happening. I don't think there's a lot of free agents. So like, why not strike while the iron's hot? Nice. Uh, hot irons and and windy trees. I'm trying to figure out what that means exactly you know like oh, rustling yeah. or like there's something coming or impending or yeah is it exactly ma- a magical thing okay i think it's like impending yeah. right on yeah you know <laughs> it's like the calm before the 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 storm that's, or the that's fight, gotcha. you know what i mean I'm that's, it. that's it the wind so, in the trees uh last thing i just wanted to say really quickly and get your thoughts on it in terms of the calm before the storm that is never coming <laughs> it's never going to come so uh, is there wind in the trees then? There is no, there is no. no. <laughs> These trees, I think, are kind of starting Windless. to. Yeah, and it's uh-huh. I, I'm I'm scared, dude. I'm worried. I wanted to get your thoughts <laughs> on if you saw in the news about Zion, and there was another step oh. back in his foot. Oh. Is this a, is this going to turn out to be a story where it's like more uh, like a, <laughs> an, a great was it uh, Greg Oden? Was yeah, that, that that yeah, but you know what? Greg Oden didn't have the hype that Zion has. Zion's a yes! one-worded name. Is oh. Zion, and uh, I, I feel really bad, man. I'm really excited to see this guy play basketball. I, I'm so excited to play him, to watch him play basketball that I seek out highlights of his of his 
college career, which was one season. Yeah, That's how good Zion Williams is once. And it just sucks because it's like, maybe he's just too heavy, but Shaq doesn't break his bones just from walking around. I don't know, man. He just seems big. And I, you see I, it with, yeah, you see it with, with large bodies, the skeletal system, all of that stuff. It's just, it's, there's, it's, it's susceptible. I, I remember like hearing a bit, they would talk of uh, his gait, like how he walked. Yeah. And it was like something like this hopping and jumping and movement. And maybe it didn't create that proper alignment it, uh, with his body kind of top down. So especially like, you know, when you're jumping up and coming down and there's a lot of compression. So maybe because that there's not that proper alignment or that alignment that's helping him it's more conducive than to him to fall to injury when yeah. he tries to perform these feats so it almost feels it's like some sort of habitual thing like you know this is a long process maybe for all this stuff to come together but i just yeah i hope it eventually comes together and it's like i think to myself holy crap he came out the same year uh he was he was drafted came to the league the same year as john um, morant john morant yeah. and look at where John Morant is now. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's just hard, just so disheartening to see, you know, the setback of not having that opportunity to, you know, absolutely. So what are they saying his recovery is now? Well, they said it was like his right. So his right uh, toe, like the outermost part uh-huh. of the toe was he got a bunion of, of his foot is like, it's just pain. It's pain. Oh, they, and buddy. they did surgery or something in that area. And it's like, I think the bone which is supposed to heal and grow, it's regressing or something like that. So he was performing cut it stuff. Cut it off. And they had, cut it yeah, off. Okay. Cut, just <laughs> you know, cut it off. You know, how much, that would, dude, you know how much that would mess up your balance? He's got that toe toes. is so important for balance, dude. You would just like fall over <laughs> all the time, man. <laughs> literally well if it it'd be like it would be like basketball. it's like a wooden chair and you take out one of the stools it's got four legs and you take one of them away yeah and then you and then you go and stand on that thing yeah, it's and you just fall and you fall over right well That's you can exactly learn how to happen. balance on three i think i think you can. and then and and then jump up like 10 feet in the air or 15 well he seems to be able to do that regardless bash into a basket and like come down with a force of like oh, five man. g's or some crazy shit he rips sneakers with his force yes man. i want to see him back on the court man. Oh, man so what he needs to do is sit upside down with a bunch of ice tensor that shit up <laughs> there you go there you go watch some netflix Learn from a guy who's well-versed in this recently. (laughs) (laughs) On the road to recovery. We should get Zion, find Zion's number, and you give him a show. Give him a pep talk. Uh, Yeah, some physio tricks. (laughs) Yeah. And then tell me we believe in him. He's so friendly. He just seems so nice. Liquid smoke. You want to see him succeed. Yeah. Okay, well, let's do it again next week. Sounds great. Congrats, Steph. And yeah. congrats, JR. <laughs> big time, big time. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening to the Backyard Basketball Podcast. And we'll see you next week. Ciao. I guess we won't really see them, but I know they'll be there. They will. For sure. <laughs>